Hello and welcome to Behind the Lashes with me, Joanna Lee. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to lash artists from around the globe. I want to know what makes them tick and also how they're surviving C19. So this morning, I am very excited to introduce a new voice to Behind the Lashes. If you are an avid listener, you will know that I like to be reactive to the situation around the UK, what's happening in different parts of the country, and to hear from different girls and their varying experiences. And this morning, I am going over to Belfast in Northern Ireland to speak to the lovely Shannon Boyle. Good morning, Shannon. Hi, Joanna. How are you this morning? Yeah, good. As positive as could be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you are smiling, so that's a good thing. Yeah. I, you're probably being brave, but we'll come on to that a little bit later. Yeah. So before we get on to the current situation, this is Behind the Lashes, and with all the girls, I like to take them back a little bit to before the lashes, before yeah. they were a lash artist, and take you back to childhood. Now, that's not that long ago for you, Shannon. Just tell the listeners how old you are. I'm only 23. (laughs) A babe, a baby. Oh, my goodness. But how long have you actually been lashing, just to put that in perspective? Around six to seven years. So, amount of time. Wow. An, An early starter. So, we'll hear about that as well. So, just first of all, tell me a little bit about yourself, your background. Did you grow up in Belfast? Yeah, so I'm originally from um, Belfast, um, and uh, yeah, I have quite a short story because I'm so young. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been far. A standard family setup. What was your family? Yeah. Yeah. um, So I had the typical family setup, and then mum and dad broke up. So I lived with mum for a few years and I've actually um, been living with my daddy now for about five years and my daddy's girl. So um, I work from home um, as well. So it's a good setup that we'll have. So it is. Do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have a younger brother. Um, he's called Ethan um, and there is a huge age gap between us. So he's only 10. Um, so there's 13 years between us. Wow. Um, but you know what? I love it. Absolutely love it. Get to spoil him rotten. And just be a big sister, you know. I just is he is he with your mum or with you? No, so he's with my mum. Um, but like for every birthday from I was a child, I always wished for a baby brother or sister, and then I got it. So I could, it is. It's it's just amazing. I love it. Oh, lovely. Now, school. Cast your mind back. I know that's not that far, but were you a good student? What was school life like for you? Yeah, do you know what? I actually love school. Um. I'm a real academic person. I love getting my head into a book. And I stayed in school, so I'd done all my GCSEs and A-levels. And the plan was to go to university and do architecture. Wow. Gosh, that is a long course. That's longer than yeah. medicine, isn't it? Seven or eight years? Yeah. And I actually got into university. And I decided at the very last minute that I didn't want to go because I already had my business built up and I was booming at the time. So it was a big decision to to make. Now, hang on a minute. Just take take you back a bit. You were at school and you already had your business and, quote, your business was booming. Tell me about that. How did you manage that? I know. Do you know what? I had done um, my courses quite young and then... I just was doing it on the side. So I was doing it after school. I was doing it at the weekends. And at the time, I thought it was amazing. Do you know, I was having clients, I was making money. All my friends were jealous, do you know, because they were at school. They were having like, weren't even having jobs, you know. No. So it was, it was, it was amazing. And then it was Who's the summer. Who inspired you to do that? Because what? There was no like real like logic behind it. Do you know, when I teach people, People are coming to me and saying, God, I want to change my life. I want to do this. But when I trained, there was no real purpose behind it. I just went and done it. (laughs) My mom had originally bought me a makeup course to begin with. So I had done that and done the makeup for about a year or two. And then it was just, I was like, I need something else to do. Do you know, I need more 
income. So that's when I had went and done um, the lashes. There was just no real, like, I only had them done once, do you know? So it wasn't like I had a huge passion for it. Mm -hmm. And then I just went and done it and just fell in love with it. And ever since, it's led me to here. I know that you're more than half my age, but it's only once that you need to have lashes to decide that you want to be a lash tech. That's exactly what happened to me. I had one classic set of lashes and I was like, I need to do this. I need to spread this lash love. Yeah, definitely. Like, oh, it was just from there then, it's just been like a full passion and I've just dove into the deep end with it. Um, And for me, when people only train, they don't realize how much of a world is out there for lashes. You know, when I only started, I thought it was just doing people's lashes where it's it's a lot more. There's a community, mm. there's competitions, there's conferences, there's events, you know, it's it's a whole big world in itself. And I just think it's amazing. Oh, so do you have any communities in Northern Ireland that you're involved in? Do you head anything up? Do you support your students in this way? Um, there, there wouldn't be as much of a community. Well, there is a community in Northern Ireland. It's a very small community. Um, but I think only now it's starting to get very like clicky. I don't mean it in a bad way, but it's getting clicky as in, you know, people are coming closer together. We're looking at the UK and, you know, people are doing events and workshops and stuff over there. So um, that's starting to come over here now. You know, we're starting to put ourselves on the map for it. Um, and it was only, was it last year, the year before, our first workshop was actually with Bryony. Okay. Um, so now that's starting to put us on the map where we're going, right, we can do this. You know, we can build our own wee community of it. With regards to students as well, you know, I like to keep um, them on a leash. You know, I have a wee student group yes. and we're always constantly chatting in it, sharing tips, offers going on and just being there for each other, you know, um as much as the community can be mm, it's hard isn't it so yeah. I, what, what is a um an average well not an average a good set of russian volume lashes what's a full set on in, in average yeah. so that's the thing with over here um the prices are a bit behind mm. um i would say i'm probably one of the most expensive in northern ireland um on average you could be talking for a full set of volume lashes from around £30 to 45 is the maximum some girls charge. Really? For me personally, I'm around 60 to 75 for a set. Yeah. I follow the prices for the UK. And over here as well, people don't really charge by the hour. So mm. that's what obviously I've started to do. Um, but a lot of girls are just still stuck on a, a set price mm-hmm. of... 30 pound for a set of lashes you know I mean once you get your speeds up charging by the hour is the way forward isn't it yeah definitely for me you know I was one of them girls where I had only charged like 30 pound for a set of lashes but for me I wasn't putting my all into it you know because when I started breaking it down and looking at how long I was spending on the set you know I was maybe earning minimum about 12 pound an hour by the time I took out my product costs and just for me, I was going, there, there's a lot to lashes, you know, it's not as easy as it seems. There's a lot of admin, social media, and obviously you don't get paid for doing that. Um, so for me, when I had worked it out, I was like, this really isn't worth my while. Do you know, I could go stand in a part-time job and earn the same money with less stress. Yeah. So for me, that's why I started looking at charging on an hourly basis, because when I started doing that, I just redeveloped such a deep passion for lashes. I started putting my all into it and producing amazing work. And so winning awards. Yeah, a few awards. So, yeah. I mean, the I'm thing is, you are a lash artist and the, the key word being there, artist. So, yeah. you know, and it is a luxury service. And I think that's what lots of lash techs, lash artists and clients forget. This is a luxury service. So it should be at a premium rate. Yeah, definitely. I agree. 100%. Definitely. So do you prefer to lash or to teach? (laughs) To what? Um, I love both. And I always say I love both because it gives me a break from the other. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I just... I love lashing so much I love sharing my passion with others um 
but sometimes I think my students think I'm crazy because I'm so passionate about it. They're like, what's so good about lashes? Um, until they actually start to do it. Um, but I, I would have to probably say lashing. I could never give it up. I love it so much. And do you do classic hybrid and Russian volume? Um, I only do classic and volume. I don't do hybrids. No. I don't actually like them. <laughs> I find them really stressful. Yeah, I, I've never done them, so I've never given them a chance. But for me, it's too many palettes to go through. And I don't know, I can just spot the classic from the Russian and it gives me OCD. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I can't knock anybody for doing that. I do love seeing them on like Instagram and stuff. Yep. And I love other people's work, but I've just I've never tried it myself. It is a great transition for someone learning from going classic to volume yeah. that aren't quick enough, isn't it? It's a good stepping stone. Definitely, I agree. Yeah. And some people are amazing at it as well. So as you say, full marks to them. Yeah, just not for me. <laughs> How do you feel about pre-mades? Again, I've never tried them. Oh my God, Jay Jones is probably going to slap me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've never, I haven't tried them. Um, actually was meant to be hosting a Gia Jones workshop this year that was meant to be in April mm -hmm. but obviously with lockdown um, so yeah that would have been a great opportunity for me to develop a passion for them again I see all the girls on Instagram using them and they're so mesmerizing you know they're so beautiful I just haven't plucked up the courage yet to do it yeah. um, I think because I'm afraid of it turning out like a full like cluster light yeah <laughs> But yeah, oh, you'll have to do Jade's course. <laughs> I know. I know. Hopefully we can get it reorganized for when lockdown yeah. and COVID is away. Oh, when whenever that may be. So do you yeah. are lots of girls in Northern Ireland using pre-mades though? Yeah, there actually will be quite a few. Mm -hmm. Um I wouldn't say they're pre-made trained. I think it's mm -hmm. just they've kind of self-taught yeah. themselves and plucked up the courage. Um I notice as well a lot of girls that struggle with volume go mm -hmm. to pre-mates mm -hmm. um, so yeah there is a bit of a market over here for them already. Um, I don't think they're going anywhere I think they're here to stay. Yeah, um, so, so do you crystallize do you pro make your fans just interested? Um, I do and I don't <laughs> so I do it for competitions mm -hmm. Because it takes me so long to do yeah. that. But when I'm just lashing a client, I don't crystallize at all. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Sometimes just the energy if I'm running out of time or, yeah. but no, I typically don't crystallize. So, let's talk COVID. Yeah. The elephant <laughs> in the room. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> now, you obviously, your first lockdown. Was that at the same time as ours? Yeah, so we went in the lockdown exactly the same time as the rest of the UK. So we did. So the Republic of Ireland went in a couple of weeks prior to that and you yeah. followed with us. Yeah. How did you, I mean, obviously it's a bit of a, a head fry, the whole thing, but how did you feel at that point? Can you remember? Um, initially, I thought it was going to be a four-week holiday. Yeah. <laughs> So I was actually enjoying it to start some time off work. Um, mm -hmm. My partner had moved in with me and my dad and we actually only got a wee puppy a few days before lockdown had happened. So that was a bit of a blessing in disguise because he kept me really occupied, obviously training and things like yeah. that. So it was a good time to obviously get a dog and I think half the world got an animal <laughs> um, as well. But yeah, so initially, you know, it was all positive. It was great. I thought it was a bit of a break from work holiday. Um, and then it was getting extended. We were in lockdown for longer. There was no financial help. I actually remember at the start when there was no financial help, we were sitting, me and my dad were sitting on the sofa and um, the chancellor had came on and announced a financial package and I just started crying. And my dad was like, why are you getting so upset? And I was like, because we're getting help. Do you yeah. know, like, I'm even getting emotional now. Mm -hmm. Do you know, at the time it was, it was very stressful. I was trying to buy a house and stuff this year. So all that was, um, out the window basically everything I worked so hard for was just being taken away from me and 
then that's when the stress had started. You know, it was just the worry of, you know, am I going to have clients again? You know, am I ever going to be able to work again? You know, am I better off going and getting this, a job that's secure? Mm-hmm. You know, because you, you just didn't know what was around the corner. Um, and most days were quite hard. You know, I took, I was out of routine. I wasn't getting ready wasn't getting dressed up for the day had nowhere to go I felt like I had no purpose do you know mm-hmm. and I work from home do you know so I don't leave my home anyway when I mm-hmm. when I'm here and working but it was just lashes for me as an escape and I had no escape to go to um so I um got into gardening um and started growing vegetables and fruit um I love that yeah so that for me was a bit of I don't know why I developed such a passion for it but for me it was just because it's such a delicate intricate thing I was kind of related to the lashes so I was still getting to do my little intricate delicate um gardening I was kind of related to the lashes that's why I developed such a passion for it um but that kept me occupied but it just got to the stage where I didn't even want to do anything you know and it, it was hard to get out of that Mm-hmm. Do you know, um, and I think I think most people were the same. Routine went out the window, and I think routine in life is so important. Do you know, why did um, you start it behind the lashes? <laughs> yeah, do you know, this was my gardening. Yeah, definitely. I think everyone needed something to keep themselves busy, but it was finding that something. Do you know, to keep yourself busy. Yeah. Um, and during lockdown, then. I just was like, right, I need to make money somehow. I, I can't live like this. So I developed an ebook on how to photograph and edit your work. Wow. And it, it actually done really well. So everyone that purchased it, you know, they don't realize how much they actually helped me out financially. Um because it was such a struggle waiting from nine weeks on Universal Credit with no money. And the worst thing about it is my dad's self-employed. My partner self-employed. We are all self-employed, so there was no money coming in at all for nine weeks. Um, so it was very stressful. And then obviously we got our grants and stuff, so that was a bit more of a, a boost. But even at that, when you're not working, do you know? And also, it, when you're self-employed with your own business, we all run our businesses more or less at a loss because we plough every profit we have back into the business. So actually your profits are measly, aren't they? So when you get 80% or 70% or 20% as it's going to be of three months, yeah. it's rubbish. We missed our whole summer market, didn't we? Definitely. Um, and it looks like we're going to miss our Christmas market at this rate. Yeah, it's, it's, it is really scary um, what is going on at the minute. And just for me, I feel like, is this going to be a constant thing where we're going to be open for a few weeks, need to earn whatever we can to save for a next lockdown? Is, is this what it's going to be for, what, another year or two years? Do you know, it's just... Yeah. When's it going to end? I know. And the trouble is with lashes, because it's most clients, regulars, are on a cycle. Is it going to put them off getting their full set and then having to stop and then having to come for another full set, not being able to get their infills, going through that really like annoying stage where they're all like threadbare? You know, is it, are they just going to think, well, what's the point going for a full set of lashes once we get out of this lockdown if I'm going to have to go back into lockdown and not be able to get my lashes infilled again? It's just like, mm. And already, do you know, when we only went back to work, we were already working at a 30% loss. Do you know, because people are working from home, they're not going anywhere. So, like, again, it's going to be the same thing, as you say. Do you know, if we're going in and out of lockdown, people are going to say, what's the point? Do you know, um, so our industry is going to suffer, I think, the most. I know. And I'm, in fact... You say 30%. I haven't been brave enough to look at the whole year, but I did just look at October and I'm 50% 50 down on last October. Now I know October is always quite quiet and well, I tend to just have my steady regulars rather than new clients, but 50%, you know, when this is us, this is me back in. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And originally when I had started back to work, you know, the first two weeks were fully booked. You know, I'm sure the whole nation was the exact same. People were busting to get outside and, you know, just go somewhere different. Mm-hmm. And then the third and the fourth week, you know, it was dead. It was completely quiet. And then that's when the panic started to set in again, you know, because you were used to earning 
all this money before lockdown and it's came to now and you're not earning it. And it was just like, why are people not coming back? Have people went somewhere else? Do you not want lashes anymore? Is it something I've done? Do you Can know you I really it anymore? Yeah, do you know, I started to really panic. And then when I started to reach out to clients, then they were just explaining their situation, that they have been at a loss, do you know, mm -hmm. they aren't working full of hours, the kids are at home, mm -hmm. do you know, so everyone has suffered no matter what. Yeah. Do you know, it, it, so every individual household has suffered, um, uh, just in a different way. Yeah, have you been affected um, physically by the virus? Ha have you lost anyone? No, um, thankfully, touch wood, I, I haven't. Um, I actually barely know anybody that has it. Um, just a few clients that have maybe had it and, you know, they haven't been in contact and stuff with me, but everyone has made a full recovery that, that I know. Um, but I, I, I haven't known anybody to pass mm. away with it. And yet the numbers are quite wild in Northern Ireland currently. Yeah, they are getting, like, really really crazy right now and it's to me it's it's very hard to understand you know because like yesterday they have closed well on friday they obviously closed the hospitality and the beauty industry um but yesterday the evidence bank has came out and by closing the beauty industry it has it's a low impact on the aria of 0.05 so the beauty industry is literally zero impact on the R rate number. We're not causing it. No. So it's getting more. You? Exactly. Do you know, I'm literally ready with my pitchfork to go up to Stormont um, because it's just, it's ridiculous when you see the figures, you know. Um, and, and they've got those figures. They've got those figures. So what the hell are they playing at? Well, that's it. You know, they've kept open churches and churches have a higher aria impact than the beauty industry. I mean, you know, arguably, I mean, I know obviously in, in Northern Ireland, you know, a huge swathe of the population do rely on their church, on their church life. It's, it's big, isn't it? Yeah. So you can kind of see why mentally, spiritually, everyone needs to have that support. But equally, not everybody's not everybody believes in God and goes to church. And actually, arguably, going to see your lash artist is a bit like going to church in terms of yeah. how it makes you feel. Well, and that's, yeah. The support that you get from your lash artist, you know, it, it's twofold, isn't it? You're giving all of that kind of care and support and often you're like a therapist with your clients. So it, 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 it's women supporting women, you know, financially and also emotionally and, and spiritually in a way. Definitely. Like originally when lockdown had started, um, well, the sector was closed, you know, I was having clients message me, like, what way can you get around this? And like, can you pretend, you know, that you're the church of Shannon Boyle and you'll bless me with your volume fan? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> this will be the body of Christ, the volume fan. Um, but it's just like, when it all came out, you know, the church has done so much more better during lockdown because people were doing it virtually through Zoom and, you know, they were getting more audiences than mm. people actually physically going to church. Mm. You know, I just don't understand any logic behind what they are doing. It just doesn't make sense at all to me. Oh, it's politics, isn't it, Shannon? We'll never really know, probably, which is the sad thing. No. But I don't get it. I mean, if you think about how massive the beauty industry is in terms of, you know, its figures and its money and what we contribute yeah. to society, it doesn't make sense. When did you get let out? You were lashing a long time before England, weren't you? The 6th of July. So that's when we opened up. So, um, God, what, July, August, September, October, about three months I've been able to work for. We were, I think, nearly six weeks later than that. So Yeah, these were quite, August, was it? Mm, I think 17th, 18th, I can't quite remember. It was, it's all a bit of a blur. So, yeah. okay, so how did it feel? Did you have any false starts with being allowed back to lashing? Because we had, like, you can go, no, you can't, you can go, no, you can't. And we had one on the Friday night, no, you can't. Did you have any of that? No, we didn't have any of that at all, thankfully, because I remember, I think, um, in the UK, I think he's were meant to open up on the Saturday and it was oh, the Friday evening yeah. and they said no. And I was just like, people have spent 
so much money on getting themselves restocked, probably money they didn't even have. You lose everything. Do you know, and to be told, no, you can't open up. Do you know, the glue goes to waste. Do you know, yep. the shelf life. Do you know, if they've opened it up, maybe practice a few volume fans. Do you know, it's it's absolutely crazy the expense people went to. Some, some salons had like balloon arches, flowers, yeah. champagne fountains. You know, they'd gone, they'd got gifts for their clients. They were, they'd gone, you know, as oh, you say, they could life. not, they yeah. could not afford. They probably used their weekly grocery money to do it just so that yeah. they could give their opening the biggest you know yeah start. so yeah. yeah that was so bad I'm glad you didn't have that so you've been open for three months you would say that your takings are kind of 30% down as we've discussed how has it felt obviously it's been different you've had to take extra measures to keep your clients and yourselves safe yeah. how have you how have you found it back to work lashing in PPE etc do you know what? I actually prefer it. Um, <laughs> for me, originally, before all this, do you know, when my system was just one in, one out, I never had a break, didn't mm. have a, a lunch or mm. anything. And I work about 55 to 65 hours a week. Whoa. So I work full time doing lashes. Um, so that's how much I love it. Um, but yeah, so when I went back to work, you know, initially it was quite hard. I was already used to wearing a mask, you know, that was no different for me. Um, and just the, obviously the big change was the visor and stuff, getting used to that. Um, but I didn't mind it because I have buffers in between my clients to ensure obviously thing, everything's squeaky clean. Um, and it just gives me more time to wind down and prepare for the next client rather than being in a constant rush. Yeah. So I actually prefer the system now. Um, obviously it's just a lot with the full PPE, but mm-hmm. I think, the more we done it, we just got used to it. Yeah. Do you know? It, it, felt, like norm, it felt like normal after a while. Yeah, it's just yeah. second nature now. I think it's actually more difficult for clients wearing masks. Do you know, a lot of clients find it very suffocating and they find it difficult to breathe. But for me, do you know, I've always been used to a mask. A client isn't used to a mask. Yeah. Are you taping your clients' masks onto their face? Yeah, so um, I think it was about... a two weeks or so in, you know, a few people were complaining about retention and, and then that's when it obviously had started coming out on Instagram, you mm-hmm. know, starting to get the masks and stuff down. So I found I only have to do it for maybe about 50% of clients um, because some clients, the mask lies quite flat. Right, their, depends on their, their um, orbital bones. Yeah, and um, so some clients, yes, other clients, I don't have to really do it. Um, you but, can feel their breath coming up though onto your fingers, can't you? And then I'm thinking, ooh, COVID yeah. spores. <laughs> well, I started actually um, lashing my gloves. So yeah. it is. Oh my uh, God. Well, that's why you don't crystallize. <laughs> I started, um, I just wanted everything and mm. to be completely clean. And for me, I have a thing where I don't like the feel of makeup on my hands. Right. So, um, I've always hated it from the day I've started even makeup. I just hate oh. makeup on my hands. Um, so wearing gloves for me was like a holy grail. It was amazing because I wasn't getting makeup and stuff on my hands. Do you still anymore. wear them now? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, yeah so I wear them when I like. Your fingers not stick to the tweezers, kind of, you know. You know. No, and initially it was really weird getting used to it um I don't even know why mm. but the more I just force myself to do it I think it's like anything you know you buy a new tweezer you find it hard to use mm. you, you have to use it you get used to it mm. so the same as the gloves you know I never wore them before I think I actually tried once like last year or something I'm mm-hmm. like them off but I really forced myself during lockdown to practice with the gloves on and then I just really took it from there and just grasped it um immediately so I do prefer it. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Good for you. So yeah, lots of changes that we had to go through and obviously we all got, we've all got used to earning a bit of money. I mean, it is down and it's not perfect, but now take us to the present day. So when did you get a hunch that things weren't going the right direction? When did you start to think about a second closure? Well, there was, see, this is the thing. There was always talk of a second closure from the first lockdown. Mm. You know, like as soon as we opened back up, everyone was like, oh, there's going to be a second lockdown. 
and you're like, we're only out of one. How do you know? Do you know? And it was people kept on saying, oh, it's going to be around Christmas. It's going to be around Christmas because that's when it's flu season. And I was like, oh, I, I just couldn't believe it, you know. And even the fact that the government were coming out and saying, you know, oh, the second wave, the second wave. To me, it just felt like very planned. Do you know, it was like people were setting a time time limit for it to happen, and then it was mm. happening. You know, I was it was just so confusing. Um, but when people start talking more about the second lockdown and just seeing how England and stuff were doing it, you know, with the three tier system, and with the three tier system, correct me if I'm wrong, but the salons aren't closing with the three tier system or other. I have heard actually that the salons are still open in yeah. Liverpool, but I'm not a hundred percent certain of that. Because um, I thought with the three-tier system, just from the news and stuff, they were mostly saying like hospitality and gyms were closed, mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen anything about salons. Um, yeah, it's not, on, seen... it's not on the fort. It's not on the paperwork. It's not on the. No. Why do I haven't seen any girls either on Instagram saying that they've closed unless they're like in Scotland and Wales. They did talk about, they did talk, they have mentioned personal care, possible closures of personal care every now and again. I've seen that. So if they're not closed yet, I don't think it's that far away. Yeah. um, For us over here, do you know when people were talking about a second lockdown, we all automatically assumed that it was the hospitality sector because, you know, they had the eat out to help out scheme. Mm. Do you know, everybody was flooding the doors, do you know, and it was inevitable that it was going to happen. Do you know, it was going to happen sooner or later. The kids went back to school, do you know, but there was no sign at all from salons, do you know, like on Facebook, um, Every single day, there was a new bar or restaurant that had COVID. Mm. Do you know, I hadn't seen one salon or one sole trader that had COVID. Do you know, so for me, it was like, no, we're safe, we're fine. And then on Friday, um, Thursday evening it was, there was speculation. And then it was announced on Friday, the beauty sector. And it was actually a shock to the system. It was even a shock to clients. Nobody was, was expecting the beauty sector at all to close because there was no figures that it was coming yeah. from us. Do you know, we knew with the hospitality, there was the eat out to help out. So everyone was out, do you know, with the beauty, it was already at a loss. We work on a one-to-one service, do you know, appointment. Um, so it was just, it was it was actually mind-blowing that it was us too how did you feel at that moment I I just I just kind of thought not again I can't believe this is happening I feel like it was only out of lockdown and to be honest this time around I felt more anger than Mm. um being upset I just felt pure anger and then clients were messaging and I can't believe this is happening and I was like I just don't even know what to say do you know and for me as well do you know the government have had from July when we opened back up to create an emergency closure package and a financial package mm-hmm. they announced that we were closing down with no financial support and in order do you know nothing was organized so for me I'm going what have you been doing with this whole time do you know you're meant to organize this you know it's not going away do you know and I think as well people expect by the first of January 2021 that COVID's going to be away do you know she's going to go on holiday and say see you later do you know that's not happening do you know it's it's not going away anytime soon um so it was just a bit frustrating when you're told to close and there's no financial package announced and still now a week later, there is still no financial package announced. You know, people sat all weekend worrying, upset, they're closing their business. You know, people have spent thousands on the screens and PPE gear. Mm. You know, they've went to a loss. You know, you think of her salons that maybe could have like two or three clients in at the one time. Do you know, people are waiting on their hair down, blah, blah. Do you know, they all went to a loss, but you know, their expenses went through the roof because of the PPE and stuff. Yeah. I think the, the like supply shortest, you know, we were quite lucky as in that we are a one-to-one service. Do you know, um, we don't have multiple clients in at the same time, but it's just, it's just mind-blowing more than anything. I just still can't wrap my head around it a week in. 
So do you have any plans? You've mentioned your ebook before. Yeah. Um, so, build your side hustle. Yeah. So um, selling vegetables. <laughs> no, unfortunately, the vegetables are all dead because <laughs> it's winter. It's cold. So this time round, you know, I think we were very lucky in the first lockdown where we had the nice weather. Um, mm -hmm. we could sit outside. This time we are stuck indoors. Do you know? So it's like, what do you actually do this time? Um, so I'm just trying to um stay positive and put my energy in other places. So um, I've created the eyelash preset. Um, I just created maybe about a week or two ago and basically all it is it's um, filters and yeah so it's a digital um, product and it just means that people can enhance their eyelash pictures with one click so the preset basically um, neutralizes tones brightens the pictures and we all know sometimes that when we take pictures of our eyelashes that either the image is too dark there's a lot of red and orange pigmentation um, but the, basically this preset saves your image, all your old pictures that you thought you could never use. And everyone's really loving it right now. So it's amazing. Yeah. Where'd you get it? <laughs> this is amazing. How on earth did you come up with it? Do you know what? I am such a creative person in everything I've done, art and stuff at school. And I love photography. I love videography. Um, so I, I don't know. I was setting up a side business, so I actually have a, a bit of a, an online side business going on right now, um, and I've been working on it for the past few weeks. So whilst I was working on it, I just had the idea of like, oh my god, imagine there was like filters for lash artists. Like it would just be so easy because I know me personally when I take a picture, you can spend an hour easily editing the picture, and then sometimes you lose the quality. Yeah. Well, as my soon as you edit a picture, it pixelates, doesn't it? Yeah, um, and with my preset, basically, you don't lose any quality at all in the image. It's not like changing the look of the lashes or, you know, distorting them. It's just basically enhancing people's skin tones and neutralizing all the tones. And like now on Instagram, when I see people like uploading their pictures, I'm, I'm literally going, they're using my preset. Do you know, you can tell, like it's just so clean and crisp. Um, and everyone that has bought it is absolutely loving it. So it's amazing. Is it No, so it's, um, it's basically you use an app called Lightroom that is already free on the app store. And basically with my preset, what you're doing is you're installing the face into the Lightroom. So that would be the most complex part of it. Um, but once you have it installed, it's just a matter of adding your image in and clicking on the filter and it automatically enhances your image and it's there for good. And how much does it cost? It's only $7.99, so it is. So it's, it's very affordable. Oh, Shannon, you just, said, you just said it again. You said it earlier, right at the beginning of the podcast, and I, I, can't, I can't let it go this time. I have a mug with, so it is, on because that is my absolute favorite thing that people from Northern Ireland say I sorry sorry I know we're going totally off subject but so it is I, oh you said it again and I just had to just I love your accent so much and I always say so it is just for, just for fun because I just love it so sorry it's seven ninety nine. yeah yeah so it's very affordable so it is um, so it is <laughs> yeah you know what Anytime I speak on Instagram, I always get messages from the girls in the UK um, saying, you sound like the people in the fall. <laughs> I always be in stitches. People, people seem from like the UK, like love our accent. Over here, we absolutely hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that just the way? You always want something that you haven't got. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so the preset is, it's, it's really popular at the minute. And it's just quick, easy, and really life-changing for lash artists, you know. I think sometimes we take pictures, and when we look afterwards, we go, oh, God, I can't even use that. Look at how dark it is, or look at the colors, you know, where the preset literally corrects everything, and it makes you it usable. are a clever girl. Yeah. Does it sort the eye wipes out? No, so um, with... Obviously, you know, it's not going to remove like the likes of a chemical burn or anything mm -hmm. like that. What it can do is neutralize the red tones. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not going to completely remove it. Um, but 
it, it can brighten the eyes, you know. I know sometimes people use like face tune and color in the eye with that yeah. light, you know, yeah. and it, it looks it looks fake. Where yeah. with the preset, it's not gonna do that, it's just gonna enhance it and neutralize the red tones. I have tried face tune. Oh my gosh, I'm hopeless at it. I mean, I know you know. The, you get carried the, away. Yeah, and it just it they look basically like they're made of plastic and it just yeah. looks hideous. Yeah, with the preset, you know, it's just, it's not going to change anything. Do you know, if clients still have blemishes and stuff on their skin, like that's not going to go away. It's just going to neutralize the skin tone, brighten the image and sharpen up the image. Um, but yeah, it, it, it you is. You have to take away blemishes in another way in your photographs. You're obviously very into the whole lash photography side of things. Would you recommend taking away blemishes? Um, for me, like, you know, if you have the likes of Instagram, um, and when you're uploading pictures, people draw into things that real are really aesthetically pleasing. Mm. So, like, well, I do. I know I do. Um, I love something that looks good. Yeah. And then I think if you like something that looks good, you want to get it done. So, I would sometimes add blemishes out. Um, my favorite apps for the likes of that would be face train but that's all mm -hmm. I'd be doing mm -hmm. I wouldn't be smoothing skin or mm -hmm. anything like that um I just basically tap on the blemish to remove it um I think it's just about enhancing people naturally do you know you yeah. don't need to change the way people look you're just giving them a wee facelift <laughs> <laughs> fantastic you mentioned your online business is that to do with photography lighting lashes is it unrelated is it more vegetable stuff or <laughs> um so it's completely um unrelated to lashes well it could be in a way mm -hmm. um it's basically an online business and it will be with to do with photography and videography all things like that so that's going to be my little side hustle for um lockdown oh, <laughs> Oh, well done. You are really resourceful and clearly very entrepreneurial. I absolutely love that. And I love the fact that you're staying positive. Have you got um, fellow lash artists in Northern Ireland that are really down and tearing their hair out? I mean, what's the mood like amongst your lash community there? Yeah, I, th I think everyone's just feeling like really upset, shocked, you know, and the thing is, I don't think the government are realizing they are playing with people's livelihoods. Mm. You know, as people aren't entitled to any financial help, you know, they have kids, you know, people are ready to go off on maternity leave. And I have to count myself quite lucky with the position I'm in because, um, you know, I don't have kids, you know, I live with my dad, so I don't have rent to pay. Um, where other people do, and my heart's completely aching for them because what are they meant to do? You know, how are people meant to survive week to week? And the government need to realize, you know, this is when depression sets in and the suicide rate over here is going through the roof, you know, um, because pe people are like struggling, you know? Mm. And like when I was talking to girls, you know, they were saying like, what am I meant to do? Do you know, I need to get in whatever money I can right now. My partner's self-employed, you know, we're ready to have a baby or, you know, it's like some people can't even feed their kids right now because there's no money coming in. And again, like we're in this second lockdown and there's no financial support. So people don't know. People are like living off their savings. Why should they? You know, mm -hmm. people work hard to put savings away. Why should they live off them? Do you know, people are touching in the house deposits or a car deposit or whatever they're saving their money for. So do we have to work now every lockdown to save for the next lockdown? Do you know, I, I just, I can't wrap my head around it. Um, and the girls are, they are feeling really stressed, upset and angry. Um, and I think people now are going to result to the streets and protest because people aren't happy with it. And I think after the figures of 0.05 for the beauty sector, people are even more furious. And every radio TV, radio show um, has been having listeners ring in completely furious about it because they can't, can't wrap their head around it. So I'm just hoping that as, as one voice, you know, we can maybe get the sector open back up again but I, I really do doubt it. I doubt they'll go back on it. Oh, they don't, they're stubborn wee shits, aren't they? They don't go back on anything like that. They don't seem to listen to reason because that would be admitting that they've made a mistake and that's a tenuous position for them because yeah. if they admit little mistakes, then 
we're all going to doubt. I mean, who's not already anyway? You know, yeah. we're not, nobody is taking it blindly anymore, are they? It's a very different um, sort of mood and feeling compared to last time, isn't it? I mean, back then we all got behind the whole thing and we're like, yeah, we're going to do this together. We're all going to do what we're told and lockdown. And, you know, there was that sense of camaraderie and the great British spirit. It was almost like going back to the blitz and wartime. We were out every Thursday night clapping the NHS. And it was all like, you know, we're all together. We're British. We can do this. We're really good at this. We're great in a crisis. And now, well, I find it actually gutting the the cracks that have appeared in society. I feel like there has been a change. It feels much more dog eat dog now, like survival. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. People, are, people are fighting and arguing. Families are, are arguing, not about Brexit anymore, thank God, but they are arguing about, well, you're not wearing a mask because you don't believe it. You're much more of a conspiracist where you're towing the line, yeah. you're wearing a mask. There's all of that fighting in the supermarkets. Why aren't you wearing a mask? Because I don't have to wear a mask. Why should I wear a mask? There's all of that kind of bad feeling and I just think that maybe people just are not going to get behind this at all and they are not going to stay in and they are out of desperation and sheer exhaustion and just lack of well sense of well-being they have to live their lives Shannon don't they so do you think that's going to happen in in Northern Ireland do you think beauticians are going to do more kind of illegal work as it were yeah um it's it's it is crazy. Do you know they are encouraging you to tell on your neighbour? You know, and it's it's an absolute disgrace because COVID is gonna go away one day and down the line, you know, your neighbor's still gonna be there. And if you're stuck in a situation one day, is that neighbour gonna help you because you told on them? Do you know? Mm-hmm. I think they are really trying to divide people and mm-hmm. Instead of people turning their anger to each other, people really need to start turning it to the government because yeah. that's what they were only going to get the change. Um, as well, like Friday there, and just from Facebook, you know, we were told we had 48 hours to get all our clients in, 48 hours to get a week's worth of clients in, you know, and get as much money as we could in, you know. But we had the close on Friday at six o'clock. Six o'clock, the close on a Friday. Now, only from Facebook, um, I seen a girl and she must have worked about maybe two hours after. So she worked till eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Someone had actually told on her and she got a fine for working two hours over. Oh my God. Shannon, who is that person? Let's get your pitchfork. <laughs> I know, do you know, and this is the thing, I think now... Do you know, people will be working on the side because if there's no financial support, people still need to feed their kids, put mm. a roof over their heads. You know, what do they expect people to do? do you know, and, and no package, a week later, no package. No, it's meant to be a night today. I'm not feeling hopeful for it. Um, mm. But yeah, so, and this is the thing, you know, people are going to work on the side and on the DL, but other salons are maybe going to get jealous and that's where the, the bickering is going to come from and I think we just all need to ignore what other people are doing focus on you if you're being safe then that's all you need to worry about you know don't need to worry about worry about the person down the road do you know they're but not impacting your life but then flipping that yes obviously I, I do agree with that but then I suppose from a a rule player's perspective if they've had yeah. to close their salon and they're towing the, the line and everything you know it's things like, well, the ones that are obeying the rules completely by the letter, you know, if then Christmas is cancelled and they're not allowed to see their families because the infection rate hasn't come down, they will then be thinking, well, it's those bloody people down the road that are still lashing or, you know, doing whatever on, on decorating or whatever on the side. It's them. and it, But, you know, until you've walked in someone else's shoes, you can't judge and this is the problem so this is why there's all this division because yeah it's actually not fair on the people that are towing the line i can see yeah. their point of view but it's also not fair on the ones that are desperate as it was when we had to you know when people have had to quarantine because the track and trace app has said you know you've been in touch with somebody with covid so you need to lock, you know shut your doors for for two weeks well w- what's going to happen if you've got 50p left in your 
in your bank account and you've got your family to feed and you you're told to stay in and not go to work what are you going to do you're going to go to work aren't you because other it's that or your kids starve of course you are but then of course you are putting other people at risk technically so it's it's, it's a lose lose situation yeah there's no right or wrong right now and i think it's it's just one of those things you know nothing's going to be straightforward going forward you know there's mm-hmm. always going to be that well they're doing it they should be doing that um it's just absolutely crazy um that it's causing so much divide within within people um mm-hmm. it's so it's just, sad i mean this this could have been a great kind of making of us had covid disappeared after the last lockdown yeah. you know i think it would have been a good thing for us and our, our nations but Currently, I just think it's, it, this is way worse than COVID. I'm way more worried about people's finances and mental health and just their lives than I am of COVID. I mean, I don't want it, don't get me wrong. And long COVID scares the shit out of me. But, you know, this is just hopeless. Yeah, it really is, you know. And like on Friday, when I had put on Instagram um, about like closing like I actually couldn't believe how much my Instagram blew up I was actually more like upset because of the support people were giving me do you know I just couldn't believe it and it was just a bit of hope do you know that people are still kind do you know and people still care and people still want to be a part of community do you know um so it was just it was really nice to see rather than bickering do you know so there is, there is a rainbow, there is a bright tunnel at the end of all this. Just when it is, is the question. Um, I just think people need to try and stay some sort of way positive. I probably say that and I'll sit and cry tonight. <laughs> um, but that's yeah. okay, that's okay. I think a good yeah. cry is good, Nan again. Last Friday, I had a terrible day. I, I literally cried from about 3pm to, to about 8pm and I had no idea really why. Everything just was too much. Yeah, that's it. It's just too much to process. Um, and I think like now, you know, I was only getting used to it really, like the whole system of being back at work, getting a routine again, you know, seeing clients, making money. And it was just taken away again. Yeah. And that's the thing. I'm the type of person I like to be in control. Mm. When I'm not in control, I stress out. So when that control is completely taken away from me, I'm just my my brain goes the mush I, I just don't know what to do with myself I know and since when has Christmas had a question mark over it since when has Christmas not been something to you know prepare for with excitement and get ready for to plan for and you know our biggest busiest season bigger than summer even yeah and that's that's the thing you know people are already expecting that with this lockdown you know it's not going to be just for four weeks people are expecting it to be extended even more. Well, if you think about it, the first one was for two weeks, wasn't it? And we were locked in for months, God forbid. But, you know, once you slip up into tier three in England, you know, I'm not sure how you get out of it. Yeah, it's crazy. It really is. I just, do you know, I'm, I'm sure it's hard for them as well. Do you know, this is something that's never happened before. I actually never thought I would see anything like this in my lifetime. So it's, it's a shock to the system for people. And I think it's very hard for people to adjust to it. And it's obviously really difficult for um, the prime minister and, you know, um, the ministers over here to adopt and, yeah. you know, they're trying I understand that they're trying to do their best but our, their best isn't going to please us if they're closing down no, I, I, don't, I don't think they can do right for doing wrong I mean if you yeah. think who would want to be running running the government at this point I mean Theresa May must be the happiest woman in Britain don't you think yeah like, put her feet up going off you go Boris good luck to you mate oh she my knew what god. she was doing she knew. oh my god what she didn't know this was coming but oh my god but the thing is that that you know Part of me, this is maybe controversial to say, but part of me thinks, do you know what? If you're vulnerable and you're worried, stay in. If you're looking after someone who is vulnerable and you're worried, stay in. The rest of us need to take our chances and get out there and get on with living because what this is doing, look at our kids. 
my daughter's got her GCSEs in the summer. That's probably not going to happen. She was going to apply to dance college um, for, for next year. She's lost all of her confidence. So that's changing the shape of her whole future potentially. And that's just my little girl. Think about people in way worse scenarios than that. But these kids, what is it doing to their mental health? Do you know what? I think at the end of this, there's going to be, I think post-traumatic stress disorder is going to be rife. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Do you know, like the kids were only back to school. They were only getting used to the whole process, seeing their teachers in masks and visors, you know, having a bubble. Do you know, you're not allowed to play with this child, but you can play with this child. Do you know, it's it's cr it's absolutely crazy. Do you know, I don't touch that person, you know, afraid to touch, yeah. afraid to bond. And Think about babies born in this time. Yeah. They're not allowed to be held by anyone. So they're not yeah. that attachment that's the scary part about it you know because they are telling people to stay away from each other do you know and that do you know you think of someone that's by themselves do you know they maybe need to go out and you know it's even the same with our line of work do you know i have a lot of elderly clients and i might be their only social life they come to me do yeah. you know the talk for an hour or two hours do you know that's their way of getting out that is completely stripped from them do you know they are by themselves yeah it's Oh, it's, it's so hard to wrap your head around because there is going to be so much they need to do something for mental health do you know because people's mental health is going to go right down do you know and like and I felt it myself sometimes like during the first lockdown I've never felt depression in my life and I can easily confirm that I was depressed Mm. I just don't want to do anything and you know I, I don't want to get ready I just had no mm. purpose you know and people have, are still going to have that and it's going to get worse in this side because we're stuck indoors the weather isn't great outside but no vitamin D I mean we're actually going to start to feel ill not of COVID but just ill from the general sort of malaise yeah definitely and like even Christmas time you know like you're not allowed to see your family do you no. know it's, it's it's just oh it's just oh it's 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 a disgrace it really is it's, oh, it's harsh and it's totally depressing really isn't it and yeah, i've probably yeah. depressed all of our listeners <laughs> <laughs> no be positive positive vibes only we got this we can do it <laughs> we have to keep it real and yet try and be positive and you know i definitely have more positive days than negative days friday yeah. was a blip and i am a positive person but i'm lucky to be a positive person some people don't have that in them and it doesn't take much to knock them into the pits of despair and despondency and as you say those ones that are on their own they don't they don't maybe have great families they maybe don't have a great big network of friends and it's just i heard about an old man who was you know, there's there's not enough support, there's not enough care. I think people slip through the cracks and he actually died of starvation because he was too scared to go out and he didn't he he didn't reach out and he died of hunger. I mean that's a disgrace. A real that is an absolute disgrace. And you know, that goes back again, do you know, what if people need to work, do you know, and they're told not to? Do you know, would you rather someone die of starvation or break yeah. a rule to get money in? Do you know, it's just and yet then you might find somebody and they just go and report them. I mean, God, that actually was the most depressing part of this whole thing. I think that when that came out that day, when whoever it was, whatever silly minister said, snitch on your neighbours, that to me was the lowest point because I just thought, oh my God, this is like Nazi Germany, grass up people that are hiding Jews or whatever. You know, it's just like, what is this we are living in now? yeah it's, it's just creating such a divide and i don't think they actually realize what they're doing do you know how could they because how does that make sense do you know how is that okay to do do you know oh, like do you know why because when they're told that weddings and funerals when it, the restriction was third was it, it went from 30 down you know you weren't allowed to have that many people and yet if you were grouse shooting, you could have 30 silly old farts out there shooting birds. That was still allowed. And when the pubs had to close at 10, the Parliament Bar was still open beyond 10. Yeah. I mean, that's how in touch they are with us and their people. And that's it, you know. And then I go, well, if they are allowed to do that, why should we abide by the rules? Do you know, it's one rule for them and, and one rule for us. Do you know, and I just don't like that. I just feel like I'm being controlled and... 
like it's it's just absolutely crazy because the same thing was happening over here do you know it was one rule for them and it's another rule for us and it's just like it's it's hard enough over here this because we already have the divide between the two parties so like they were doing so good and then one of them broke the rules and then that's when it started they'll go downhill for over here we were doing great we had barely any cases mm. you know we closed down on time we had very very minimum amount of cases yeah. during the whole lockdown and now because they're too busy bickering rather than running a country then everything is just escalating do you think that's what's happened yeah i just i just feel like that they they're too busy fighting amongst themselves you know to, mm-hmm. to actually run the country properly um, and I, I always say it every week when it comes to Thursday when they are doing their conference they are sitting on Thursday morning with a bunch of ideas putting them in a hat and pulling them out and going we'll go with this one this way because that's what it feels like it just feels like a shambles it literally feels like a complete mess you've hit the nail on the head completely I really shambles yeah I just feel like they are winging up <laughs> they are taking a, a plunge and just taking out an idea and go yep we'll go with this one this week um, but I guess maybe it could never be any other way. If you just look at even the nature of the virus, that is so unpredictable. There are so, you know, they have the three main symptoms on the list, but actually there are so many more. I'm hearing new things every day about, about how it is affecting people. So, yeah. and, you know, pe- uh, people working in ICU, doctors that I know of through my friend who's actually a doctor in Belfast, she's probably your GP, um, said that they have never seen anything like it. They have no idea really what they're dealing with. And they are literally, it's a bit like pinning the tail on on the donkey. They they really are clutching at straws and chasing the ace. Yeah, it is. It's even myself, you know, like I would have a lot of girls um, that are nurses and work in hospitals and stuff. And they have even said, you know, like it's getting completely swamped right now. It's it's mm-hmm. just escalating so much over here. I think we're actually the, the highest R8 number in the whole of Europe. Oh. Um, and it's actually crazy because then when you're looking at the evidence bank of the beauty sector and the hospitality was 0.1 to 0.2. Um, you're kind of going right well what other sectors are actually causing this do you know you think mm-hmm. the supermarkets haven't got track and trace do you know the supermarkets would be closed every single day if yeah. there was track and trace in a supermarket retail shops I don't think have um, track and trace either do you know um, transport kids on getting on the public school buses do you know there's yeah. no masks there do you know because obviously kids don't have to wear a mask you think that many people are touching doors and the handles on a bus do you know so is that where it's actually coming from mm. do you know is that where the has the faction rates coming from because it's obviously not the beauty sector or the hospitality well they clearly thought that it was due to people having a few bevies and socializing inside people's houses that was obviously because that was one of your first things to go wasn't it you weren't allowed to mix in other people's yeah. houses yeah, and for me, that only really kind of set in place because Down South had released where their infection was really coming from and it was actually house mixing. Mm-hmm. So I think that could be the biggest cause. You know, people having parties and um, people aren't allowed out the bars and nightclubs, so they yeah. have their own little get-together. Um, because okay. people have to live. People have to have these outlets. We're human people. beings. This goes against all of humanity. Yeah, and for me, the reason I was most frustrated because when I reopened, I haven't went anywhere. I haven't been to a bar. I haven't been to a restaurant. And every few days, my daddy was like, do you want to go for lunch? And I was like, no, because I am putting myself at risk to be off work. So it does annoy me the most because I followed all the guidance. I haven't had and went a big blowout. I haven't been in retail shops. I actually have barely been in a supermarket. You know, I've mainly focused on work. So the fact that I know that I haven't caused an infection to my clients, you know, I haven't spread the, the virus to anybody because I haven't had it because I've been being like frigging mm. on, on a track with it. Um, do you know, and that's more infuriating because you follow the guidance and you're being shut down and you haven't caused the spread. Do you know, it's just, it's just, it's crazy. Oh, really. oh dear. So, so oh. crazy. 
I don't know if you've listened to any of the other podcasts, but I think I'm going to bring it back because it's good to end on a positive note. Well, yeah. I, hope, I hope we're going to end on a positive yeah. note. We'll yeah. So what three things, because it's important to big ourselves up in these tough yeah. times, what three things have you done today that you can pat yourself on the back for? I haven't got my <laughs> bell, so I just have to applaud you. I done today. Had a lion. <laughs> yes, that's brilliant. That's good for you. I haven't had one of those in a way. <laughs> good for you. I've um started actually. So the first few days, you know, I was just feeling down and no routine. So I've started to organise myself a bit of a routine again. I have a few things that I'm planning to do the rest of the day and the rest of the week. Um, and I think I'm going to sit down and watch. A favorite TV show or good film just to cheer myself yeah. up. I love that. And yeah. good for you. And why the hell shouldn't you? You have worked yeah. your fingers to the bone these past three months, and God willing, you will be opening again in just just shy of four weeks. Gosh, we really pray for that. I mean, who knows where we'll be then? But it's been absolutely glorious to speak to you, Shannon. And I, yeah. I thank you so much for being so candid and honest and open with the listeners thank you so much i just hope that you know as a community if we all voice our frustrations you know it could hopefully make a change or just hopefully you know it can brighten up someone else's day that we are all feeling the exact same you're not alone do you know and if anybody is struggling do you know just send somebody a message do you send me a message we're all here to chat to one another and help each other do you know i think Absolutely. so we just need to remember that yeah, absolutely. And everyone go out and buy Shannon's app, whatever it is. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to do that right now. Thank you so much. I'll speak to you soon. You take care. You too. Bye.